0: Hello, greetings and salutations, welcome to the show that looks back on albums, movies and video games to ask anyone for seconds. I'm your host Dave. How's it going? Um, you what? Those are some big nails. I personally think that screws and a raw plug would do the job just as well, but if you insist. In case you didn't get the extremely tenuous gag I just made, it's album week. And we'll be looking at one of Trent Reznor's forgotten projects How to Destroy Angel's self titled EP. That's right, an EP. For the first time in show history, we're going to be taking a look at an EP rather than a full album. Ooh, exciting stuff. So why the EP and not the album that debuted in 2013? Now I'm going to be honest, it's more of a fact that I heard this on its initial release and it's been largely forgotten about. Just makes me sad. For an introduction to a band that virtually no one has heard of, whenever I speak to them, what better way than an EP? That is the nature of the beast after all. It's too long to be a single, yet too short to be a full album in its own right. This brief release is enough to make you decide whether it's for you or not. With this in mind, shall we journey to the centre of all information and get some context? Hold my hand and I'll lead you to the context dump. Let us travel back to the heady year of 2009. Nine Inch Nails' main man, Trent Reznor, decides that enough is enough, he's had it, with their nine-inch nails, and that 2009 would be their farewell tour, much to the dismay of fans all over the world, myself included, who was actually at the final UK date of that tour, and what a show it was too. Deciding to perform a quiet set at a festival was a masterstroke that really got me to love the genius that is Trent Reznor. Anyway, I digress. Back to the context dump. The band officially wrapped touring in September 2009 and Reznor stepped away from music. Or oh, so it seemed. Reznor teased in February 2010 that he had entered the studio. Nobody knew why, as it seemed that he was done with Nine Inch Nails. However, in April 2010, Reznor returned to the limelight to announce that he had been working on new music. This time, though, it wouldn't be under the moniker of Nine Inch Nails, but instead it would be... A whole new group, entitled "How to Destroy Angels." The band name is actually named after a song by experimental music group Coil. N- no, I haven't heard of them either. This new project would feature Reznor's co-collaborators from Nine Inch Nails, those being Atticus Ross and Rob Sheridan. On vocals would be Reznor's wife. I hope I'm saying this right, Mary Queen Mandig. While this may seem a tad nepotistic, in which you'd probably be right, but Mandig herself was actually a former vocalist of American rock band West Indian Girl, the more you know. Their first EP, the subject of today's episode, was released to the world on June 1st, 2010, via the band's webpage as a free download, with a physical CD becoming available the next month within stores. A higher quality audio version was also available via the band's website for a small fee. It peaked in the Billboard 200, the American chart ranking system in the USA, at position 151. Not bad for effectively a new group with little exposure. The EP was released to fairly positive reviews. Currently, it has a score of 62 on review aggregator website Metacritic. Website Pitchfork.com gave the EP a score of 7 out of 10, stating it's a promising first step down a new path. The AV Club scored the EP a salty 42, stating... As it is, How to Destroy Angels resembles a subdued 9-inch Nails with female vocals. Finally, the Chicago Tribune gave the EP a score of 63, stating, it adds up to more of a transitional work than a reinvention. A placeholder until Reznor's next major move. Now, with the lovely context dump out of the way, let's ask that question we've all come to know and love. Anyone for seconds? As is the way with EPs, they're too long to be singles but yet too short to be an album. This EP sits at a fairly brisk 27 minutes and honestly, it does feel its length at times, but let's get a little bit deeper. Track one is called The Space In Between. We are initially met with some industrial type knocking before we are introduced to a rather menacing drone, expertly filling the atmosphere with dread. Not long after, we get our first set of vocals from Mandig. They're extremely breathy and somewhat ethereal, Again, adding to the vibe of not only dread, but some sinister feelings. Sadly though, just as the track really kicks into full speed, it ends. And that's, for me, it's a tad frustrating. I know that you're all dying to hear about how it functions as a first track. Well, it does the job fine. That's it though, it's just fine. As previously mentioned, just as it gets going, the track ends, which is somewhat irritating But that's not to say that it's entirely a bad thing. If anything, it makes you want to listen on to see how the EP is going to progress. Altogether though, it's a solid track that introduces you to the sound of Mandig and the almost apocalyptic backing track. While we're talking vocals, can I just say that Mandig's performance on this EP? uh, I'm just not going to get used to saying EP. Anyway, her performance throughout is pretty good. Having not heard her previous work, due to my own negligence, I wasn't expecting too much, but she comes away from this EP as a major force. While, yes, the incoming apocalyptic sounds and industrial overtones are good and all, but Mandig manages to ground the experience with her breathy vocals, all the while adding a mystery to the air. It's a delicate balance that could have gone wrong with another singer, but with a subtle blend of ethereal essence and subtle nuances, it just melds together. A strong start then for this self-titled EP. We then move on to Parasite. This track has a lot more in common with later Nine Inch Nails works. It probably wouldn't feel out of place on an album like The Slip or maybe even Year Zero. However, it does seem a lot heavier though, with its heavily affected drums and pulsing bassline to truly drive the track. It's so on this track that we also hear for the first time, Resner's vocals, acting as a duet with Mandig and I have to say that their voices work well together in tandem with one another. Given how strong and powerful Reznor's voice can be, he gives a more subdued performance than we're used to, which is somewhat refreshing given that this project was going to distance himself from the much more personal Nine Inch Nails. This track doesn't ever really feel its length, while we're greeted with more bleeps and bloops than a dying R2-D2 unit. Again, not a bad thing, but you can't help but draw comparisons to Nine Inch Nails. Halfway already? What? Well, it is an EP after all, Dave, you decided to talk about, as opposed to the album that you've never heard. Ugh. Anyway, track three is called Furlined, and this is a more typical song. I say typical because Trent Reznor isn't exactly known for doing straight-up typical songs. We are met instantly with a particularly funky drum beat before some equally cool bass and vocals kick in. While this is more of a straightforward song – I say that in the loosest possible sense – there is some sterling keyboard work towards the end of this track, while Mandig once again proves that she isn't a one-trick pony, showing off not only her vocal range, but also the power in her voice. Sadly, once again though, the track stops as soon as it gets going. I'm not sure why that was a choice, but it was definitely a power move in wanting you to crave more. And crave more I did, as I moved on to track four, BBB or Big Black Boots. This is a hard one for me to quantify. While yes, I do like the chant in the chorus of Big Black Boots, the track does feel a little bit uninspired. I hasten to use the word filler because of the fact that we're listening to an EP. I do wonder that maybe if it was put on the EP to try and make it feel a little bit longer. Fortunately though, the track is only actually three and a half minutes long. So it doesn't last too long. So it's a small mercy at least. Track 5 now, The Believers. This track is a little bit more experimental, playing with glitches and noises to great effect, with minimal vocals on this, or at least much lower in the mix. You can tell this is Reznor just playing in the studio and doing what he loves, making music with a technological bent. Honestly, this is probably what reinvigorated him to inevitably start up the Nine Inch Nails machine again, just having fun experimenting with sound. At least under the How to Destroy Angels banner, he could do so more freely, which is something he couldn't really do with Nine Inch Nails, as it wasn't the typical sound. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. With a simple, repetitive musical motif, this is guaranteed to stay long in your head after it's done. Track six now, and we reach the climax of the EP with a song called Drowning. Not an actual drowning, that's the name of the track. Oh, never mind. Track six for me. Is what The Space Between Us wanted to be, but it wasn't. The two songs are overall very similar and I can see why they were chosen to bookend our EP. It's an EP. God damn it man! While Mandy's vocals aren't particularly up to much on this track, it's to instrumental accompaniment that really elevates this track. A piano playing a simple repeated riff is what really drives the track. Building to a cathartic crescendo and again, that driving soul piano, leaving us out of the EP with confidence. This track alone, for me, elevates the experience to greatness. This is a must hear track to really get the gist of what I'm saying. As a closing track, of course it works. Again, the building and layering of all the sounds, I say sounds because it's not really traditional instruments at this point. They all lead to a grand finale. The electric guitar playing discordant guitar chords, as Mandy effortlessly sings with her breathy style, really do make the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Seek this one out. And with that, we are done with How to Destroy Angel's self-titled EP. Overall, I really like this little EP, but I don't love it. Yes, there are some nice moments that I really dig, such as the final track and that funky drum groove on Thurlined. But for me it feels like some of the ideas weren't fully developed. I feel like maybe there shouldn't have been such a big rush to get something out to the masses. I mean at the time fans were only just getting over the farewell tour and the well end of Nine Inch Nails so to speak. I'm not a touring musician but I do understand the need to create and yes I do get that maybe Reznor needed to do something to scratch this itch but maybe releasing it so soon after recording Maybe probably wasn't the best idea. Bear in mind this was recorded in February 2010 and the EP came out in June of 2010. That's not long. While I understand that this is not a 9-inch nails recording, but comparisons obviously can't be helped, and it will be made, given that Resna was pretty much the voice of a generation. Again, with a little bit more time, the EP could have had something a bit more for us. That's not to say it's bad, though. On the contrary, as a 30-minute or so slice of what was to come, it works extremely well. Although it's not a standout classic, it's a little curiosity that deserves to be heard, because it's likely if Reznor did not experiment like he did with this product, it's highly likely we wouldn't have heard anything more from him. And that, my dear listeners, would have been an utter travesty. Thanks once again for listening. Do you agree? Disagree? How would you actually go about destroying an angel? Let us know. We're on Twitter as at anyone podcast. We're also on Facebook. Just search for us. You will find us. Longer considerations, rambles and such like can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. Do not forget to leave us a like rating review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us grow the podcast and do more for your listening delegation. Can you tell that I've got a writing program now that allow me to use fancy words? Oh, how droll! Anyway, we're pretty much on every podcast platform, so you've got no excuse to not leave a review for us. This time, we'll leave you with a track that featured on How to Destroy Angel's debut album, Welcome Oblivion. Maybe we'll visit that album in a future episode. Who knows at this point, it's all in the air. Thanks again, stay safe, you got this. Like yesterday